for this morning. Praying uh, about what to talk about, what to do, and feel like what the Lord gave me to uh, talk about. Uh, there's a lot into it. So uh, this could be a few part thing, but I'm trying to squish it in. So, uh, there basically, all I'd say, there's a lot of content here. So I'm going to try to get through it, and um, I did not get time to write down all my Bible verses and bookmark my Bible verses, so you have to bear with me while I do some sword drilling here. So. Anyway, let's get into the message. Let's pray first. Andy, could you lead us in prayer? Sure. Well, I'll just thank you for bringing us out here this morning, and those who were able to make intercession with those traveling and those who are ill, just uh, strengthen them. And, just, uh, just pray for your your working in each of our families. As John, as he preaches this morning, just give him the words to say, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So I'm going to do a fun little thing and uh, do like a picture, word filling space on the board. That has been just a lot of fun. But I ran out of time, so I just printed off the. Outline of my notes. And we're talking about salt day. Um, yes. So you can follow along in your notes. We've got boring notes without any filling things or anything. But it's going to be fun. Um, so we'll get into it. So, kind of, you want a little background on how I got onto this topic? There's a couple. Of things, uh, and I printed off like six billion because my monthly update that seems to happen like pretty much every three times I turn on my computer <laughs> decided to happen right as I was going to print my notes. And so, uh, me being patient fellow I am, I tapped that button like sixty-four times, and guess what? I got like sixty-four pages. So they didn't come out any faster. It was just I got a bunch of notes. If anybody wants to come home, anybody listening wants some notes, um, next Sunday I'll be here to pick them up. Um, but so how, how did I get to want to talk about salt this morning? Well, as Dad kind of always says, there's a message and everything, and if you want to Lord that talk to you, just got to look into your everyday life. So a couple couple reasons. Um, I was thinking about salt and I made some steak the other day. And it was pretty good, except for it was a little salty. A little while with salt. <clears throat> so, so you kind of be thinking about salt and stuff. So that's how we start talking about it. So what what do we normally think about when we think about salt? Um, a couple things I think about. Um, one interesting thing is it, it tastes so good, and you have some crazy cravings for it, but it doesn't have a smell. Never like thought about that. It doesn't really have a smell, it just is. Um, so there could be some interesting parallels there to the scripture, let your imagination go there. Um, it's only usable, in my mind, the biggest use is for it, I should say. Um, it's only really usable when it's granular. Then I could have some crazy parallels. I did not do that today because I ran out of, well, okay, maybe for a different time. That's also an excellent preservative. Uh, I had to you know, think about was the, when the pioneers cured their meat. And preserve their meat, they throw it in a barrel of salt. But also, this has a really interesting parallel. You know, let your imagination go crazy there for sake of time. You have to think of that on your own. But it also tenderizes meat by slowly breaking down those tough, tough proteins. Kind of salt of the word, but a pretty cool parallel there. Uh, but it also um, can. Waking your senses uh, with smelling salts. And 
different stuff like that. So there's all sorts of interesting things. Uh, also, you can think of it, it purifies, uh, it cleanses, has medicinal value. You put your feet in Epsom salt, helps your feet. Uh, there's all sorts of really interesting things. Uh, Webster definition, uh, what is salt? Uh, it's a crystalline compound, so it's a crystal, and it's a compound of sodium and chlorine, making it sodium chloride. It is abundant in nature, and it is used especially to season or preserve food or in industry. And there's also, that, um, it can also corrode things. Uh, it's all, it has all sorts of really neat characteristics that has really cool parallels. Uh, but again, there's so much here, I had to pick something and go with it. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. So, as we'll get into your notes, the first is just a two-point message, huh? So, I mean, it's only two points, but there's lots of subpoints. So, the first is kind of, to being a little deceitful there, there's really two messages in one. So, the first message, um, where we're going to take this, is that I was thinking about salt, all the parallels it has, and I was like, there's some really cool parallels, but I was like, oh, let's, I just want to go into the Bible and look at all the verses that have salt and see what the Lord uh, can tell me through that. So I'm trying to come up with my own sort of thing. Uh, see what the Bible has to say about it. So that's the first, first one. A, answers from the Bible about salt. So what I did, I got all the verses together and looked at what all the verses that the Bible mentions salt in. Then I organized them by kind of what they were saying. And then I put some, uh, I forget the, the term for it, grouped them up, and then put a title on them that starts with the, the acronym, but I don't think acronym is the correct word, but acrostic. Acrostic, yeah, of salt. So S is these first verses that I grouped in. So we're going to go through salt. S A L T, that kind of organizes all the Bible verses about salt. So S. This is kind of what all these verses are talking about. Salt is served as a savory seasoning. I got three S's in that one, so that was pretty good. So served as a savory seasoning. So Colossians 4, chapter 6. Colossians 4, chapter 6. Four six. It says, "Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man." So that first one, I say, um, what is what is salt? It's um, the graceful, tasty seasoning. That's kind of what I'm summarizing that verse as. Then let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13. Um, you all kind of know this verse. It's kind of the first verse you think of, at least I think of, but about what the Bible has to say about the salt. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16 says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trod underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but a candlestick and give it light unto all that are. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify the Father. Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So I summarize that verse. Well, let's go to Luke 14, uh, 34 through 35. Luke 14, 34 through 
35. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? Neither is it fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, and hear. So I summarize those two verses as <clears throat> it's um, salt is a very necessary and awesome flavor, but it is useless if that flavor seasoning, if that taste is it's useless as a seasoning if that taste is gone. That salt is not salty anymore. It's fit for the dunghill. The Bible says, and try to put it in. Against Purdue Charles, we'll go to a little bit later, but us as Christians, we lose our flavor, we lose the salt, we preach the Word of God, how that is uh, always and sometimes and a lot of times made a big deal to the world, and they just trample it. Um, I feel like that. So it's very easy to trample for the world, trample salt that we should be, that isn't salt anymore, which is which is what word of God is its word. Alright, Job chapter six, verse six. Savory eaten without salt, or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Uh, so Jim makes a, a pretty obvious statement, but it's uh, very true. Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? This steak looks so juicy. It is so juicy, and it's so good. It it's cooked to perfection, but without salt, that flavor is not. Unsavory, and it really is unedible. It's not very good without salt. He talks about the white of an egg. Boiled eggs without salt. I don't really care for boiled eggs anyway, but boiled eggs without salt, like just the white of a goat, raw, tastes like nothing. So, see that. Uh, so, summarizing salt makes tasteless foods. Savory. All right, the A in salt. We have the S. Salt is served as a savory seasoning. The A in salt acts as an antiseptic. Ooh, acts as an antiseptic. So I got two out of that one. Two A's out of that one. So let's go to Mark chapter 9. Ezekiel, 
Hebrews chapter 16, verse 4. verse 4, it says, And as for thy nativity, in the day thou wast born, thy table was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water, to supplely thou wast not salted at all, or swallowed at all. Uh, this, this is talking about um, uh, just Jerusalem and how kind of the apostasy of it from the Lord and uh, comparing Jerusalem to a harlot in this verse. Comparing this is a naked thing. And uh, it's interesting, you know, with, with babies and they have their umbilical cords, sometimes put a little salt there to help it fall off and keep it clean and stuff because it is impossible to try to clean that stuff over at So you just got to do your best. Um, but it's saying, yeah. For Israel, in that, in that uh, thing. But an analogy is what is it doing in that verse? Um, it's cleansing, it's purifying, it's disinfecting um, that umbilical cord. So we see that there. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. These waters, there shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So, yeah, and then verse 22 so the waters were healed unto this day, according to the same Elisha which is spoke. We see here that it was a miracle that uh, Elisha used salt to clear the, the brook, but what was it used for there? It was to cleanse and purify that, that river that they were drinking from, so it was non drinkable. Um, I did think it was interesting. Uh, so this was kind of one of the first miracles, Elisha, that God did through Elisha after Elijah's was taken up. It's interesting to read before that. Um, I don't think I ever caught that. But when Elisha, this is a rabbit trail. I'm doing a uh, preaching rabbit trail here. But I think it was interesting. The first thing, when Elijah went up, the, the elders told Elisha, hey, We'll send you 50 of the strongest men. We need to go look for Elijah just in case the Lord dumped him off on a mountain or something. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, you see Elijah, a man of God, go up into a chariot of fire. That's kind of an odd circumstance. For some reason, I don't think the Lord just got taken. Yeah. If he's going to do something like that, I don't think he just did it to drop him off on a mountain and kill him or something. You know, if he is, he's going to be dead. <laughs> um, I just so we see there that Elisha used that salt to cleanse and purify that river. So we've seen in Ezekiel and 2 Kings that salt is used as this antiseptic, this cleansing, um, uh, purification, disinfectant. So that is A. Salt acts as an antiseptic. Acts as an antiseptic. L. L. <clears throat> so salt is also a reminder to live in the land, look forward to, and never look back. Live in the land, look forward, never look back. We're going to some odd places here. So Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 9. Zephaniah. Let's 
Kings chapter 14, verse 7. Second Kings. See here in Second Kings, it's also here. It's a place of victory. So salt, salt can be the place of victory as well. Um, so remember the victory we have won. Uh, the salt of the truth of God in our hearts. Numbers chapter thirty-four, verse twelve. Numbers thirty-four. And the border shall go down to Jordan, and all the goings out of it shall be at this salt sea. This shall be your land with the coast thereof round about. So we see here in Numbers that this salt's also a location. It's a border and coast of the promised land. It's a reminder, as I said, as a reminder that this is the border of the coast of the promised land. Genesis chapter 19, verse 26. But his wife, and here's the other number one thing I think about Saul in the Bible, and his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. So you see here in this instance, that is a reminder of the danger of looking back to her old our old man, our old self. That's really what we are before Christ. It's self. All right, so we got S-A-L. Now we're on the T. So salt tells of a truthful promise in the sacrificial covenant. Tells of a truthful promise in sacrificial covenant. So Numbers 18, verse 19. Numbers 18, verse 19. All the Hebrews of the holy things which the children of Israel offer unto the Lord have I given thee, and thy sons and thy daughters with thee by the statute forever, which is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord unto thee and to thy seed the Lord. Also, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13 uh, talks about the same thing. And for sake of time, um, We'll read that later. Leviticus 2, verse 13. And those, I'm condensing down to what those are saying, 
about salt is it is a covenant of sacrifice. This covenant of sacrifice that the children of Israel had with the Lord. In Ezekiel 43, 24. Salt and having like what is salt? 
how can we be the salt? We know it's a good thing. We know it adds flavor to the world, to our lives, to our families. So breaking it down. So point B, breaking it down. How to be sodium chloride. Sodium chloride. Definition. What is the definition of salt? Sodium chloride. So how can we be uh, this useful, tasteful, uh, crystal? scientific abbreviation for sodium chloride. I never did get the NA part, but it's on the periodic table. I think it's the Latin, right? Uh, maybe, probably. It's kind of like iron is AUS for austenite stuff. There's some weird things, but so it's an ACL. Point N. So how, how can we do the salt? Um, and talking about it, how can we be this flavor, this uh, kind of in our song, I'll be a sunbeam, how can we be this sunbeam, uh, this zest that our families need, that we can enjoy and show how good God is in our lives. Well, to me, uh, what's real personal is uh, in my life is my marriage, my family, and also serving in my church. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's not so hard to serve, but it's hard to sometimes serving. You can lose some of your, your flavor, your zest, your, your fun, your joy, uh, and it really brings everything down. And as the Lord says, it's useless. Um, so never look back. Point in, never look back. Now, Live in victory and be savory. So never look back to what you used to be, uh, what you used to have. Uh, and again, this can go from your salvation. Don't look back. Uh, we see that's taken from you know, the, the verse in Genesis about Lot's wife and you know, what happened to her. That be a reminder. Um, so if you go for your salvation and how you were, so your marriage, uh, sometimes we get caught and we look back to what we used to be before marriage, uh, how we used to look. Um, I think sometimes ladies struggle with that one, uh, us guys too sometimes, but uh, all those things that you used to be before you were, you were married. And the funny thing is, is all this time that you're before you are married, is generally spent preparing for what you're in now. Um, so never look back on, on the, those things that you had. Just remember what you were working towards. So that's kind of you tend to get lost on looking back at when we were more selfish and had our things. Why we have those things? You know, some of it was preparing for marriage, some of it was completely selfish. But don't look back at that. So We'll never be that salty, savory, flavorful thing in our marriage or in our, in our Christian lives if we keep looking back. But we can remember what we were saved from and what we were working towards in our marriages and our, our salvation. And that brings us to savor the victory of the blessings of the now. Uh, savor the victory of the blessings of the now. We are in, those of us who are, are married, you know, we work towards these things. We're in our marriage. This is, this is what we work towards. Savor it. Um, and all the, the blessings and our salvations, we are saved from our sin. We are no longer in that. Savor the blessings that the Lord has given us. He's blessed us so much. And as a very wise person told me, uh, when I was a little bit grumpy on a day, 
what do you have to be grumpy about? I really don't have anything to be grumpy about. Sometimes it's just annoying. It's because of being selfish or tired or, or whatever. But really, I have nothing to be grumpy about. I have everything that the Lord has blessed me with. It's more than I've ever asked for and thought about. So why am I grumpy? Or why are we getting overwhelmed in our Christian lives when the Lord has blessed us so much? We have a church. To go to, uh, be a part of, to serve it. Why do we get so overwhelmed all the time uh, and let things take our, the joy of our, our, our relationships? Uh, just all the blessings the Lord has given us. So sometimes we think of, you know, the victory of salvation is going to heaven. And that is, but the victory is ours now. Uh, we see back in those verses that uh, the Bible talks about um, uh, this is a place of victory now in Second Kings. Um, so that this we need to savor that victory um, in our love for now. And we we need this because victory is, is yeah again it's just not coming. It is here. And if, if we meet this zesty, tasty flavor, uh, our, our kids, our spouses need that. Um, yesterday, uh, we had a really good day. And we even got, day didn't go quite as planned, but I wasn't grumpy. And my wife needs me to not be grumpy. My kids need me not to be grumpy. And we still got a lot of things done, even though we worked hard, but we still had a lot of fun. And we did probably get a lot of things done, and they didn't go as planned. We didn't get some of the things that we wanted to get done. We still had just a really good day, and it's because the Lord just blessed us. We were so blessed. And just see that, live in that, live in that victory. And that zestiness flavor goes to our, our, our children, our wives, our kids, and that's going to spill over into what our neighbors need, uh, our church needs. Our church needs that positive flavor, and that's going to show to um, the world. Just showing how good God is. So moving on, I need to move on quick. A, so we got in, never look back, now live in victory, be savory. A, I'm kind of reborrowing the A from the other one, act as an unexpected, let God's truth convict. So let let the salt of the word of God, the salt of his truth, let it into our hearts. Let it convict us. So pour that salt of his word in our everyday lives and let it act as an antiseptic. Let it convict and disinfect wrong thoughts, wrong actions. Let it, let it just convict us. The word of God is, we need to pour that, that salt in many ways, being in church. Not just being in church, but and that is a step. But letting the word of God change us, convict us. Um, and just letting it get to our, our wounds. Some, we like to cover up our wounds. You know, all the kids, they get a boo-boo on your knee and they don't want mom to touch it. Don't touch it. Um, but we just, we need to let, let that Salt, let the Lord put that salt on the wounds to clean it. And it may burn, and it will burn, but it will purify and just extract that infection. We also need to pour it on. Just have it, ask the Lord just to pour it on, but it will not only like cleanse us and purify us, but it will also preserve um, our thoughts. If we're constantly in the truth of the Word of God and thinking about it, and that is just all over us. There's going to be enough of that just to preserve our good thoughts and keep out the bad. Well, not only extract the bad, but it'll also keep it out if we have enough of the Word of God around us. Um, just be in it. Uh, C. 
can God use our lives like salt so we can let the word of God be salt in our lives to disinfect us and we can look at even like look at other good godly Christians and sometimes that can be convicting to us and help us but can can the Lord use our lives like salt are we like salt rejecting bad and preserving the meat of God's truth or do we have so much of the world in our lives that there is not enough salt left to preserve a peanut uh, let alone be used by God in any sort of way to, to shine light to convict others like do we is our lives being convicting to the world if we're not we should ask why because evil things of the world, are we so, we got to be loving, but if we are accepting of everything, we have lost our, our salt. We're not going to be convicting, we're not living pure lives, pure soul lives, we're not going to convict for it. It's going to be convicting to the world, we're not going to see a difference, and so they're going to try it on the foot. C, in a C, call it like it is, confess, communicate. So we need to call, again, call sin, sin. And also, here's this, that's pretty, I'm going to say it's easy, but that's fairly easy to do. Here, here's the bigger one, especially as a man. Also say, I am wrong. You are wrong. wrong to our, our spouses, our kids, we just got to tell them, I'm wrong. This is wrong. Uh, we can't stop there, though. We need to confess. We need to say we're wrong. We need to say we're sorry. Um, and sometimes It may not be something bad, but maybe we're wrong about something. We say we're wrong, but why, why didn't we say that we're wrong? It's because we have that pride. So that's the sin. Um, so we need to confess that to those people that we have hurt. Confess to God, ultimately. And often we don't do that because we fear that we'll become something smaller in the sight of those that... So confess, it will not make you smaller, it will humble you, but being humble, be a base, be a mountain, good. But also, so we need to call sin sin, we need to confess to God, our spouses, we also need to communicate uh, to those people that we love, sometimes. I think in our, and you hear it from anybody who's been married for any length of time, that communication is key. And you know it going into a marriage, but you don't realize how important that is and how bad you are at it. Um, but communicate. Communicate with uh, your spouse, your kids. Communicate with God. 
let God know your struggles. God already knows. And nine times out of ten, your wife, your husband already knows your struggles too. But they don't know exactly. And if you don't ask for help, you don't communicate. There's a lot of things that you can that the Lord can really help uh, if you just communicate our struggles uh, with each other and ask for help. Ask God for help and just communicate. So, last point, L. So we had C, call like it is, confess, communicate, L. Look to the goal, show and tell others God's loving promise and sacrifice. Look to the goal, show and tell others of God's loving promise and sacrifice. So we need to look to the goal, our short-term goals, and our ultimate goal. Again, this is goes for our spiritual lives, for our families' lives. What is our our, our short-term goals? What is our our long-term goal? Uh, if you're not a Christian, uh, even if you are a Christian, be honest with yourself. You know, if your long-term goal is just to make it make it to heaven, you're there. Just understand that not you're not going to accomplish anything for the Lord. Um, but if our, our long-term goal is, our ultimate goal is to please the Lord and serve Him and be what He has us to be here, because um, obviously we are here. The Lord has the ability to take us. There is a purpose for us. So if that is our ultimate goal, we've got to get, get refocused on what that is. We set our short-term goals to meet that, but also in our family. What is the long-term goal of our family? Uh, where do we need to be with our family? Um, how are we going to protect, provide, uh, teach our children? Because it's ultimately going to line up with your spiritual goal, or should. Um, but sometimes I think we lose sight. We have a short-term goal, we reach it, and then we wonder why we're kind of stagnant. It's because we kind of reach this goal, but we haven't set a new goal to get to the ultimate goal. So we might just need to set some new goals in our lives um, and reach for them and go for them and set them, set them high and, and go for them. And if they are things of the Lord, and it's, again, if, if we ask in prayer, knowing that it lines up with the Word of God and we're following the Lord, we'll reach those lofty goals. Um, and we just need to move toward them. So look, look to our goals, look to where we're going, and keep our eyes focused on those. Um, also, we need to be telling about God's loving promise and his sacrifice, and sacrifices. And he's not just, he died on the cross. He did do that, and that's unfathomable, but he has made so many sacrifices um, for us, and continues and, and how can we show this, how much he loves us, with all the sacrifices? Um, you know, probably the best way um, is simply just be a Christian. Yeah. It sounds dumb and cliche, but <clears throat> we just be a Christian. Uh, and what does, that, what does that mean? It means striving uh, to be like Christ. Uh, so for striving to be like Christ, we, yeah, we need to. That's what Christians are, or we should be. The definition of Christ is being Christ-like. So we uh, strive to be what we want the world to see. Um, we need to be like Christ. That's the best way to show others how amazing the Lord is. Um, we need to be uh, loving, and not just. That doesn't. That, the world has this concept of love as being accepting, but that's not love. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is a choice, but it's also it's not just a choice either. It's a it's, it's a sacrifice to show somebody you love, and you have to sacrifice something. Um, so we need to be just flavor the world with sacrificial love, and you know, that means. 
taking our time for others. And it's interesting, I was talking with Dad, but the people who came to our Christmas program were the people that some of our uh, members have made sacrifices in their lives um, and loved them and talked to them and interacted with them. Those are the people that actually came to the program, not the people that we just handed out 100 um, flyers to at the, the Christmas break, which, you know, the Lord can use that too, but it is interesting to see what a difference that loving those people and spending time with them has made. Those are the people that came. Um, so you know, we need to see that we do have this salt play the world, that the world needs it. Uh, you see those people that are, are grumpy or that are just missing something. Maybe, maybe that's, I think of uh, David Chen. He is this uh, steak, if you will. This really neat person. Super neat, super smart. Amazing person. But he's missing the salt. He needs that, that flavor. He's looking for it. He just doesn't know what it is. Um, or he's convinced that he needs it. Uh, but he does. Uh, but we need to be we need to be giving it out as well as we need to give, give out the salt word as well as being the salt. Being truthful. Being like Christ. Being a Christian. So in closing Again, all those NACL points came from that point A, just what the Bible has to say about, about salt. You see, yeah, answers from the Bible. The salt is served with a savory seasoning. S, served as a savory seasoning. A, act as an antiseptic. The Bible talks about a salt as a reminder to L, live in the land, look forward, never look back. T, tells of a truthful promise and is a sacrificial covenant. So it tells of a truthful promise and is a sacrificial covenant. Uh, that's what the Bible has to say about it. Uh, and how we break that down into our lives now, we, we know what it is, we know the world needs it, we know our families need it, we want to be it, we want to be, we ask ourselves all the time, why, why am I, why do I not have joy? We lose our joy. My family needs this. Our church needs this. Our, our neighbors, the world needs this. Um, so how do we be this? Breaking it down. So how to be sodium chloride in NACL in never look back. Now live in victory and be savory. Now live in victory and be savory. We have victory now. And victory is to come, but we also have it now. Um, savor that. Savor those. Uh, this victory that the Lord has given us. All those blessings. And that's, if you savor it, how often do you, you know your kid likes some food, you're eating food, they don't like it, but you eat it and you know it's good. You savor it, then they see that, they pick it up, they start eating it, they actually like it. The same way in the world, savor those moments. We're savory and we savor those moments. It'll be savory. Never look back. Live in the now. Uh, live in our victory. The Lord has given us our blessings. The Lord has given us A. Salt. The truth of the God's word. It acts as an antiseptic. A. Acts as an antiseptic. Let God's truth, whether that's preaching, whether that's looking at truth through the lives of others, whether that's being in the Bible, don't just take it. Let it get to those cuts and wounds and places that were wrong. Give it a chance to cleanse and disinfect those areas. Um, C, in a C, call it like it is. Confess, communicate. Call it like it is. Call sin to sin. Say you're wrong when you're wrong. Confess those things. Then communicate uh, your weaknesses. Uh, pray. Uh, ask God. God for help, ask your family for help, ask your spouses for help. They want to help. The Lord wants to help us. Our, our spouses love us. They want to help us. Um, communicate. Call like it is, confess, communicate. L, 
look to the goal. What is our ultimate goal? What is our short-term goals to get there in our physical family lives and also our spiritual lives? And hopefully those physical, spiritual, or physical family goals lines up with the ultimate goal of pleasing the Lord in our spiritual goals. Set some new goals to accomplish our ultimate goal. Um, and also, and that should line up with show and tell others of God's loving promise and sacrifice. God loves us. He loves the world. He has sacrificed anything anybody could sacrifice and more. May we show and tell others of God's loving promise and sacrifice by being, being a Christian. Um, and sacrificing and love, love sacrificing for our children, our wives, our church, our neighbors. And they'll see that or be Christians, loving others, loving the Lord. So we let God just pour the salt of His truth on our lives, and it may burn a little bit, and being convicted isn't. Um, a lot. But may our goal be to be more used by God. And maybe, maybe we can be salt. Maybe He can use us as salt. Um, maybe we can be that life of the party, that zest in our family, and in our church, and in our, in our neighborhood, in the world around us, that others can look to and see, oh, this guy, this lady. Loves others and just enjoys all the blessings. They they are so blessed. Look at all. Look how happy they are. What they have success. I want that too. May we be that. I want to end with the reading just a couple of these verses that we were looking at before. Job six six. Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the water of milk? In Colossians 4 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Well, Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. But to be cast out and be trod under full of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle or put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So may we be the salt and light of the world. And into our family. We all need the drawings that are later zest in the way. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day. And for many blessings that you have blessed us with. We have so graciously and lovingly sacrificed it. Love us and bless us so much. May we exhibit that same sacrificial love. Just show how, how good you are, because you are good. May we be the sunbeam for you, shine for you each day. We've got to choose to do that. May we be
Your Lord would meet you. Just ask these things in Jesus' name. Yeah, just, just pray for all the sick today. There's a lot of uh, sick people out, also some traveling. Just pray for all those people safe, feel better. And we need you, Lord, to move out here in Jesus' name. May we love you. Love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.